Let your faith speak through the words you choose. Join Kenneth Copeland today on the Believer's Voice of Victory as he shows that sowing faith-filled words produces a harvest of victory. Now with today's message, here's Kenneth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Kenneth Copeland, and this is the joy time of the year, particularly at the Copeland household and KCM and at EMIC. I tell you what, it's a special time around here. And we want to sow some really special gifts into your life. One every day until Christmas. Hey, that's nice, isn't it? Go to the website, kcm.org slash 25 days. Hey, that's good. And, of course, you can find out how to start receiving yours. But, hey, also download your study notes. You know what to do with that. That's a good thing. You need those. It, particularly in a study like what we're doing on, on words and all the different scriptures, a lot of scripture going forth here. And so you need all of those. You need them all outlined and, and, and neatly placed, just like with, with uh, Gloria and, and Pastor George and all the outlines on prosperity. Hasn't that just been, my goodness, what a glorious treasure trove that is. Words. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for this broadcast. We open our hearts and minds to you, sir, to receive revelation from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Let's open our Bibles once more today to Matthew chapter 12. And Jesus said this. He said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. He'll give account thereof. Are you getting it? He'll give account thereof in the day of judgment. Mm, 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 mm. For by thy words thou shalt be justified. By thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, We've talked about that this is a word-created, word-upheld environment. God said, and it was. And he's upholding all things by the word of his power. And then we found that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words dominate time. Your words are stout against me, the Lord said. We have believed, therefore we have spoken, the apostle Paul said. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Amen. Now, I, I, before we get over into the New Testament side of this, I want to talk to you from the book of Genesis, the 11th chapter. If you'd turn there with me, please. Genesis chapter 11, and let's read the first nine verses there. Now, watch carefully words Say it, words, words. Let me say it again. Words are the most important things in this planet. And that makes the Word of God the, the most precious thing in this planet. 
because he's given us his words to put in our mouth to become our words. And so when we speak, we speak in his power. Satan is stuck with that because he can't, he, he can't get out from under it. He, can't, he doesn't have any power unless you give it to him by what you say. When you say something that is on his side of the ledger, then he can move right in on that because that, those are his words. When you speak God's words and make those the words of your life, then the Spirit of God is moving there. The angel, your angel that God's assigned you is move, can move in your life because you're speaking the words of God. The Scripture said that Jesus spoke the words of God. Therefore, God gave him the, his Spirit without measure, not because he didn't sin. He didn't. Praise God. But he, he, was, he ministered here as a man anointed by the Spirit of God. He said, I can do nothing of myself. I only say what I hear my father say, and I only do what I see my father do. But he only said what his father said, and he only did what he saw his, his father do, his daddy. That's right, his Abba. Now, let's look at this then. In the 11th chapter of Genesis, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. I have a reference in the cross-reference there, Hebrew words. All right. The whole earth was of one language and of one words. It came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and slime and they had for mortar. And they said, and they said, and they said, Go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They're one. They're in agreement. And they have one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. As long as they're in agreement and as long as they're all saying the same thing, there's no restraint to this. Let us go down and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel or confusion, 
because the Lord did therefore confound the language of all the earth, and from there did the Lord scatter them abroad on the face of the earth. Now, the only thing that could stop those people is to change what they were saying, because anything they could imagine as one people in agreement, anything they could imagine, communicate it and agree on it, there's no restraint to them. Whoa. Well, that says it all, doesn't it? Now, of course, you remember James 3.16, where there is confusion, where there is strife. See, this brought strife and schism. Where there is strife, there is confusion and every evil work. When you're not saying what God says, I mean, you've just licensed the devil to tear the house down, particularly if you're fighting and fussing and in strife. 2 Timothy 2, my, 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 my. Such an eye-opening scripture said, those that oppose themselves, they, and they're, they're opposing themselves in strife. A man of God must not strive, must be gentle and apt to teach and so forth. So, so that perhaps God will give them repentance? What do you mean perhaps? They can't hear Him. They're too busy fighting one another. They're not hearing God or they wouldn't be fighting. They're not hearing God or they'd be in love with one another. No, they're fussing and fighting. And the Scripture says Satan takes them captive at his will. Why? Because of the words that are coming out of their hearts and coming out of their mouths. Oh, my, my. Now then, let's go over to the book of Numbers, please. And this is in the 14th chapter of Numbers. Now, the size of the people, number of people is somewhere around two million people in this desert. Came out of Egypt, whoa, big time, man. Came across that Red Sea and began to dance and praise before God. And that's the last time they praised Him in 40 years. Now, that'll open your eyes. Praise words. Ah, anyway, here we go. I want you to notice something here. Oh, well, uh, um, Caleb stilled the people in the 13th, in the 13th chapter, 30th verse. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once, possess it, and we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we're not able to go up against him for they are stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report of the land. Caleb and Joshua, two men out of two million, two men out of two million chose to speak what God had said. God said, I've given you the land. 
Caleb said, it's ours. God gave it to us. We're well able. Let's go over there and take it now. Two million people could not overcome two faith men because of their words. Caleb, the scripture says, was of a different spirit. Well, of course, it's a spirit of faith. So now, let's go on down. Chapter 14, verse 1. All the congregation lifted up their voice, all of them, their voice. They were one voice. They were in agreement. Two million of them in agreement together lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? Wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives, our children should be prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? Now, would God we had died in the land of Egypt? Now, they're thinking about going back across that Red Sea. There ain't no way they're getting back across that Red Sea. You can't do it. You can't walk across that. Then sure wasn't going to open up for them. Or would God we died in this wilderness? They kept saying it. We're going to die in this wilderness. We're going to die in this wilderness. We are going to die. In this wilderness, we're going to die in this desert. We're going to die in the desert. We're going to die in the desert. We're going to die in the desert. Now, verse 28. God said, Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. He had no choice. They said it. They're his covenant people. They said it. He had no choice. That wasn't his will. He's, the, he's God, his love. They didn't, they didn't believe he loved them. You're carcasses shall fall in this wilderness and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old upward which have murmured against me. You said it and now that's what has to happen because I, I, I can't protect you. I, 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 I can't go any further because you said it. It is so it's such vital 
Let, let's go to the 90th Psalm. Psalm 90. This is a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever, thou hast formed the earth, the world even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past and was a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as sleep in the morning. They're like grass that grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up, and the evening is cut down and withered. We are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee. You see, he's crying out. He, he's, he's interceding for them, and he's, he's crying out before God. All our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that's told. The days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength their fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. See, he would, God did. Moses said, huh? Moses said, our years have been cut to 70 or at the most 80. What was happening? They were not getting out of that desert alone, alive. No. 80 is the maximum. 80 was the maximum. You ain't getting out of here if you're, ever, if you're in that group. Well, see, we've taken that 70, 80 year and they're still living by it. Words. Everybody says that. Well, but now wait a minute. God didn't say that. Moses was crying out, yeah, but Brother Copeland, God said they died. No, they said they would die in the desert. And God said, okay, it'll have to be as you said. Oh, but now you go back to the book of Genesis and you go back to 6, the sixth chapter of Genesis, the third verse, God said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, God said his days will be 120. That's what people should be saying because that's what he said. And medical science will tell you today, the physical body should live 120 years. Well, why doesn't it? Well, what have you been saying? Huh? huh? Now, when you begin to say what God has said, now, now let, me, let, me, let me show you how the, how the Bible is, is constructed. 
we're right there next to the 91st Psalm. Let's just move over there to it. And, um, um, and let's, let's go down to the uh, 16th verse. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. But now, what is long life? See, you, you, you and I don't have any right to make our own choice of what long life is because he's already said 120 years. So once he said, see, he said that in Genesis. So that follows through to Revelation. He's never changed that. He never came back and said, well, you know, I mean, no, no. He said the days of man shall be 120 years. The New Living says his normal lifespan, which means you can, you can live more than that, but that's, that's, that's the benchmark right there, that 120. So when he's, all of the food laws in the, in the book of Leviticus, everything that's on the, on the side that, that you're not supposed to eat is because it will affect that time span. So he's already said it, see, that the, all of those, those, the foods that are the ones you, that you should be eating and not the other, it's all based on that 120, and he had to make it a law to them. They wouldn't do it any otherwise. But if you'd follow it, then you could do that. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying here? The, are you saying, oh, don't, 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 don't get your gun out and start grabbing at me. I'm talking about words. Those words, that 120 will dominate your life if you'll allow it to. Now, I didn't catch on to it all that long ago, but I, I, I saw through it and the, the Lord said to me, that is just as much my word as by my stripes you were healed. <laughs> and we're out of time and I'll be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.